Welcome back to Stay in Your Lane. I'm your host, John Maley. Today, we're bringing back Thomas Moore and Joe Lombardo. Uh, we left off our last uh, podcast uh, talking about uh, anticipation that now's the time to buy futures on diesel and get prepared because it's probably at the bottom now and things will be changing over the next six to 12 months. So if you've got excess piles of money laying around, you guys want to invest, uh, start buying futures would probably be a good thing on diesel fuel. But with that said, uh, we've talked about, you know, some types of, some of the impacts that we're all going to see. The next is what really comes from a barrel of diesel. Well, we're talking about different crude oils that you can get from around the world and, and what's the the heavy versus light oils associated with it. Because remember what comes from, from oil. I mean, we've got everything from wax at one end through to basically gas at the other end. Okay, And, and if you think about the, the crude that's coming out of the bacon shale in um, North Dakota, th- that is a very, very light crude oil, so light that it um, it actually contains a significant amount of sort of like dissolved gas. So ver- very, very different, very highly volatile, whereas you go to the other end, crude that was, for example, coming out of uh, uh, something like Venezuela is very, very thick um, and has a, a or, or maybe even the, when you pick the tar sands of Canada, very, very thick, um, heavy, and of course, you've got sweet and you've got sour. Uh, and it's not a Chinese menu. Sweet is 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 low sulfur. Sour is high sulfur. And, and sulfur is one of those things that when we buy diesel, we're buying very low sulfur diesel. And that very low sulfur means you've you've got to somehow gotten that that bad stuff, the sulfur, out of the crude out of the crude. When you when you turn it into into diesel fuel, okay. So if we look at the different kinds of of crude oil, each has its own I'll call it characteristic, a- and every crude oil from virtually every field can be regarded as being different. We we know what's Russian crude just by analyzing it and saying, oh, it's got this chemical signature and this chemical composition. This obviously came from Russia, okay. So when you think about when where crude can come from, you know, West Texas Intermediate has about 40% of the opportunity of what's called heavy oils, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's some other stuff called middle di- distillates and then kerosene and then things called naphtha, which is much, much lighter. Okay. So West Texas Intermediate, standard oil coming out of Texas, is about 30% naphtha about 10% round numbers of of kerosene, you know, jet fuel, think about it that way. And then the bottom part is fuel oil, and I say the bottom part's at 40%. Contrast that Venezuelan crude, it's close to 85% heavy oils. And the other end of the, the spectrum uh, is probably the, the, the products coming out of North Dakota, uh, I can't give you a specific number there, but they are much lighter indeed. So lots of different gradations. and But as we spoke before, uh, you have the ability to take heavy oils and turn them into lighter oils by cat cracking them. Um, you ha- also have some valuable byproducts that come out of oil. We talked about wax. 
I think you said lipstick comes out of uh, as an oil product. Uh, Vaseline I read that. comes out of oil. Um, you know, there are just a ton of products that can be um, generated out of the standard crude coming out of the ground, no matter almost where it's coming from. And it all depends on how much money you want to invest in in the whole process of cracking it and, and distilling it in a refinery. And it also depends very much on, you know, the base stock that you've got. So, you know, as as diesel buyers, we want the heavier crudes and the sweeter crudes. So the perfect crude for, for diesel is heavy and sweet, right? Um, but for the most part, you know, you, you, you make lemons with what you've been given and to make lemonade, right? Right. And, uh, you know, West Texas Intermediate, in theory, again, you can make 40% in, of that into the into the heavier grades. So, so um, Joe, I'll give you the floor here when I'm done. Sure. We, we know that the finite number on, uh, on refineries is here. But then let's talk about how much how much refining, how much time, how much money is spent to get that energy out of the different types, right? So if you're bringing in West Texas crude that you can refine in in a short time period, and then you now you put the, a different crude into the, the mix and you change the recipe to refine that, at that point, that takes more time and more money, right? Just like the, the the difference in what you can get out. You can get the energy by, you know, fracking and shale, but what you have to do, the amount of work that has to be done now drives the price up prohibitively. And also from a refining perspective, if you had, let's say, 15 refineries in the United States. I don't know exactly how many there are right now. I'd have to look at that. But if all of them are operating optimally from a production and, and got the exact, you know, most efficient thing coming in from a crude perspective, that's the best it gets. And then when there's a, any volatility to the market or supply or demand issues, at that point in time, it becomes less efficient. And price goes up. The other point that I would make is, you know, is this is this strictly an academic discussion? Because, uh, you know, the recent uh, conference they had uh, not too, you know, a few weeks ago. I mean, they want to be done with fossil fuels. What by two thousand fifty, two thousand forty? Who wants? Who wants to be done? Which is possible, but you've got you've got. Leaders out there talking that way. You've got governors in California, you know, talking about banning uh, banning gasoline engines, and so you've got all these all these uh, headwinds out there. So, I mean, I don't know if I why you say diesel is going to go up and oil go up. I don't know if I want to be in that market if I was an investor because uh, you know what, there's a lot there's a lot of headwinds that I, I you really can't uh, take into account. Yeah, well, when you think about the refineries, what they talk about is the crack spread, okay? I, how much did we, we pay for the barrel versus how much could we sell the components out for, okay? Correct. And 2022, we were at record numbers. Those guys were making tons of money, okay? Refiners were just really, really doing well. Mm -hmm. 2023, that's come down somewhat, 
Okay. And why has it come down? Well, it's come down because of this big um, expansion that they've, they've done at, in Exxon down in Texas, down at um, Baytown Refinery. I think they bought on this, I think, somewhere between 300 and 400,000 barrels a day capacity. Yeah, that's a top 10 refinery. It's a definitely a top 10 refinery, no, no doubt about it, mm-hmm. a huge facility. And so when you, when you look at that and, and say, okay, supply, demand, yep, Joe's right. This is supply and demand. You, you're never going uh, f- to fight against you know, short supply. And, and I think you mentioned, hey, refineries are shutting down. I mean, 4.5 million barrels of global refining capacity has gone away since 2019. We, we today consume globally about 100 million barrels of, of um, oil a day. Yep. That's been and, that way for a long time. And 4% essentially of that volume has been taken away. So obviously uh, you, you've now got some real price challenges globally. And, and you know, refining margins are different in different places in the world. Um, refining margins in Singapore, for example, um, are relatively low in relationship to West Texas, which have been relatively high. So a lot of different um, you know, things going on in, 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 in the marketplace and it's geography dependent, et cetera. So, you know, there are folks sitting in all the big oil companies doing global trading and buying and selling. And they, they may be buying and selling finished products. They may be buying and selling raw materials, you know, crude oil but they're making decisions to, that best suits them, okay? And so you, th- you, you think about uh, this ability to trade, and, and part of it is, is, for the most part, gasoline and diesel are what are called fungible, right? I can't tell if that diesel was done in this refinery or owned by Exxon or that refinery owned by Shell or that refinery done by owned by Marathon, hmm. there is no there's no definition here of saying okay that, that that is a different product because you can put it in your truck and it goes. Okay? Right. The differentiation happens uh, at the at the, at the terminal. So when the, the tanker pulls in to, to take it to your local gas station or to your truck stop. You know, they're making the differentiation in that fuel uh, at that terminal, either in the tank or even directly as, it, as it's being put into the to the tank wagon. Yeah. Um, and so off it goes, and you know the Exxon has this kind of set of additives, Chevron has this set of additives, and those additives may be different. Okay, just to be clear. So you know, is, is all diesel the same when it when it gets to the pump? No. Um, does that worry me when I fill up my diesel truck? No. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm agnostic almost as to what diesel I will buy because for the most part, you know, 98, 99%, it's the same. And I, like I said, I think different fuels work better and different. I think if we, if we export, cause I believe we export crude oil also. Lots of it. Right. Yeah. We, we are the second largest exporter in the world. And I think predominantly we export a lot of the crude that doesn't work as well in our refineries is what I've been told. 
Uh, I don't think that's fully. There's that cover for we're exporting. That's cover for we're exporting. Okay. Well, I know we are. I, I am yeah. aware of that. But um, if we're the second largest exporter, how are we on the demand side as far as importer? Don't know the answer um, today. Yeah, well, yeah, that's because okay. you you got to also look at the commodity it is, and you know if, if we're exporting crude and getting buying back diesel, how do you manage that one? You know, what, what is that, that's not an apples to apples. No, the ratio would be off. So you know, I I really think you need to understand the and the, the question, and, was, and I, frankly, I need to do research to give you the answer to that. Oh, me too. I just figured I'd ask it because it's where I was headed. That's where the brain was going at the time. Uh, gentlemen, as always, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Enjoyed having you on. Uh, Thomas, Joe, I, I can't thank you enough. Look forward to having yeah. you on again in the future. All right. Stay warm. It's going to be a long winter. <laughs>